Hey, Life Group Leaders, welcome to the Life Group Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Roy, and it's been a while since we've done one of these podcasts. I'm, I want to get back to doing them more regularly. I definitely will be doing them throughout the Fierce Faith series that we're in right now, which is, of course, as you all know, is our all-in fall sermon series for life groups. So before we get into talking a little bit about the study guide for this week, I wanted to bring to your attention a few things that um, are going to be coming up in, in terms of life groups. First thing is that I, I just recently held a couple of life group uh, leader roundtable discussions. Um, they were very good. I got a lot of great information. It was nice to meet with some of you. Um, I will be having those on a more regular basis, so I'm going to plan on doing them um, at least two to three times a year, maybe even once a quarter, and um, I'll be inviting various different life group leaders to those discussions, and really it's a time for me to get to connect with you and a time for me to um, hear about what's going on and getting, getting your feedback on, on all things pertaining to life groups. On top of that, I would like to have one-on-one -on -one meetings with all of you as life group leaders or maybe pairs of life group leaders if you co-lead or if you're a couple leading a life group together. And the purpose of that is really for me, again, to connect with you and to see how things are going with your particular group. And then finally, in January, I'm planning on doing a vision meeting. I've done a couple of these in the past. I will be doing that sometime in January. It will likely be on a Sunday following the second service. And um, all of the life group leaders and even uh, people who may be considering leading a life group will be invited to that meeting. And that'll be a chance for me to talk about the vision for life groups as we head into 2022. You'll hear more about that in probably the next month or so. So we have started, or we will be starting tomorrow, our our new sermon series. It's called Fierce Faith, and it's on the book of James. It's a study through James. And this is an all-in series, so we would like all life groups to be following this study. And what we're doing this with this one, I, I, I've heard from some of you that it's uh, you've felt that sometimes the sermon series study guides are just kind of a rehash of the sermon. And um, you're looking for something a little bit more than that. So I want you to know that we're taking a different approach to the study guide. I've, I've kind of done this a little bit in the past, but in, in, in this series, it's to a, <coughs> excuse me, a greater degree. And what we're doing is, is we're limiting the number of questions that are pertaining to the sermon and making the study guide largely on the text itself. So, for example, there'll be a few questions on um, what you took out of the sermon. Those will be the sermon reflection questions. But then the bulk of the study guide will be questions about the particular book or the particular chapter of the, the book that we're studying. So we're studying James, and, and this will be a five-week series. James has five chapters, so each week it'll focus on one of those chapters. This week it will focus on chapter one. So the 
questions are going to be really geared toward what does the text say, not so much what the sermon says, but what the text says, and uh, even comparing it to some other texts and things like that. So I, I think you'll find it um, very different from what the studies were like in the past, but um, I hope you enjoy it. So I'd, I'd love to hear some feedback as, as you've gone and through it with your groups. How did it work? Did you enjoy the, the study? Also, we're starting to provide you with some resources. This week, you, I sent out an email on um, Friday with um, some resources that we wanted you to have that will help you with this study in particular. One of the things that I sent out was the uh, introduction to the book of James taken from the NIV Cultural Backgrounds Study Bible. This will give you some background information on the book of James, um, things like, you know, who James is and when was the book written, what was the purpose of the book, things like that. So that will be helpful, and there will be some questions actually in the study guide that pertain to that. So you want to share that with your group members. You want to send them a copy of that introduction, in addition to, of course, the study guide. Then uh, we also um, sent out a chapter from a book called How to Read the Bible Book by Book by uh, Gordon Fee and Douglas Stewart. And it's a really good book. Um, it breaks down the whole Bible book by book, and it gives you some background information on that book of the Bible. It gives you um, a breakdown of the chapters and what what we find in those chapters. So it's almost kind of like a mini commentary, but um, I think you'll find it very useful and helpful as you go through this study of James. So um, that will be that will be a thing that that um, I think will help a lot, and I think you should share that as well with all of your group members. And finally, we also sent you an article from smallgroups.com called Dig Deeper Into God's Word. And that's an article that really talks to getting into a, a deeper Bible study with a group. That article is just intended for you as the leader of the group. You don't need to share that with your group. So I hope you'll find all of those resources helpful. In addition, we'll, we'll be sending out more resources as we head into the future. Pastor Bob and he, Bobby and I were talking about this recently, and um, we want to equip you. If, if I know some of you have indicated that you'd like to kind of just do your own Bible study, like pick a book of the Bible and, and study that book. Well, we want to equip you to do that. We want to provide you with resources that will help you to effectively study the Bible. And so as we move into the future, we'll be offering you more and more resources, um, some books maybe and, and articles um, and maybe even a chance to sit down and talk with, with you on, on how to apply these things in your group. So you'll be hearing more about that as, the, as time goes on. Okay, so let's get into this week's study guide. So we are in the book of James, we're on chapter one in this study called Fierce Faith. And if you look at the study guide, a lot of questions on there. So the first things, the first thing I want to point out is that you don't need to get through all of these questions. 
if you get to a certain point in this study and you find that you've got a really great discussion going, don't cut it short just to get to the next question. If it's a really good discussion, keep it going because really the goal in a life group study is not so much to get through everything. It's not so much to have this in-depth thing. It's really more about the conversation. It's the discussion. It's the sharing of ideas. And if you're having a great discussion and you only get through three of the questions, that's fine. Um, that's really what we're looking for. So don't worry about getting through the whole study guide. The study guide starts off with an icebreaker. And of course, the icebreakers are intended to be kind of a, a lighter question, not as an, an in-depth question. It's more about like sharing something on your heart or sharing your thoughts on a particular thing. Um, in this case, this week we're saying in your own words, what does it mean to have a fierce faith? So it's just a chance to have everybody share about what does that, what do those words mean to them? It, it, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just, what does it mean to me? And that's just a, a way to get the conversation started. And hopefully it'll get some of the quieter people in your group to also participate. Then we have the sermon reflection questions. And basically it's, you know, as you reflect on the sermon from, from the past Sunday, what stood out to you? What challenged you in that sermon? Was there anything that um, impacted you that uh, put a desire in you to, to make some changes in your life? That's the kind of thing you want to talk about when it comes to the sermon reflection is like, how, what did it speak to me um, as an individual? So that's really all there is on the sermon. It's a, the rest of the questions in the study guide all really pertain to the book of James, and it's breaking it down, you know, the whole chapter, um, chapter 1, going from verse 1 to verse 27. And it starts with um, a section that we've titled, Who is James and to whom was he writing? And for this section, you really need to use that introduction that we supplied, the one from the uh, Cultural Backgrounds Bible. So you want to read that introduction to James. You can read it during your group time, or you can have your, your group members read it ahead of time so that they're ready when they come to your meeting. Um, but you want to read that, that introduction, and then also read the first verse of James chapter 1. So James chapter 1, verse 1, which is really James's greeting to the people he's writing to. So the qu first question here is, what does James's greeting tell us about James himself and about the audience to whom he's writing? So if you read the, the verse, it says, This letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing to the twelve tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. Greetings. Now that's, that's from the NLT. Of course, it may read differently in, in the version that you use, but basically it's going to be the same idea. And it tells us a little bit about James and the audience to whom the letter was addressed. You'll also get some more information about that from the introduction um, from the Cultural Backgrounds Bible. So taking all of those things into consideration, 
Um, what do we know about James? What do we know about the audience to whom the letter was written? Why did he write the letter? When did he write it? These are all questions that you'll answer in this first section. And then the study guide tells you to read Mark 6.3, Mark 3.21, and 1 Corinthians 15.3-7. All of these verses talk about James. So we learn in these verses that, you know, who James is. We learn that he's the brother of Jesus. We know that he's the brother of Jesus. We also learn that Jesus's family thought that Jesus was out of his mind, and that would include James. But then we also see that, that Jesus appeared to James after he was resurrected. And the question here is like, what, what brought about the change in James that is evident when we read the letter that he wrote, there was a change in James. He went from being skeptical about Jesus to total belief in what Jesus taught. So you'll talk about that. The next section of the study guide is called Faith and Endurance, and it's based on James chapter 1, verses 2 to 18. So you'll read those verses, and then we've got a series of questions on each of those verses, or um, maybe two or three verses at a time. So the first three sets of questions really focus on the first three of those verses, verse 2, 3, and 4, and it talks about trials and troubles. So we wanted to talk about, in the first section, in, in verse 2, it says, you know, uh, what were the troubles and trials that the original audience faced? So you want to think of back to what what were they facing back then? Why was James writing to them? What were the troubles they were facing that he was trying to address? And then talk about what we face today. What are some of the trials and troubles that we face as believers today? And that could be lots of things. It could be illnesses. It could be financial difficulties, uh, political things. It uh, could be, you know, COVID, for example. Uh, what are we facing today? And how can those trials and how can those troubles be opportunities for joy? You'll find that in the text, but you also want to bring some of your own thoughts into that. Like, how to you can your trials and troubles be an opportunity for joy? The next set of questions talks about verse 3, equating troubles or trials as times when our faith is tested. So talk about how do troubles test our faith? What is it about troubles that make them a test of our faith? And the word that that um, is translated as endurance in this verse also means patience. So how can our troubles help us to grow our endurance or our patience? What is it about troubles and trials that does that? So talk about that. That's more of a, um, uh, probably more of an internal thing, but I think you'll find some things in the in the text as well. I don't want to uh, talk too much into that because I want you want you to draw that out of your groups. Then the next set of questions focuses on verse four, where James states that our, when our endurance grows to the point of full development, then we'll be perfect and complete. And this word perfect reflects the whole idea of spiritual growth that leads to a mature faith. So what does that mean? What, what, what does it mean to grow spiritually? 
you know, I think about that in terms of um, spiritual disciplines. It means uh, making sure that that prayer is an important part of our lives, that we're praying consistently, that we're fasting at times, that we're getting into God's Word on a daily basis and, and spending time with God, spending time in His presence, both talking to God and listening to Him. Those are the things that will grow us spiritually. Um, so that is some of the things that people may share. But what does it mean to you? What, what does it mean to grow spiritually? And what do you think a mature faith looks like? You know, it may look a little bit different to all of us, but what does a mature faith look like to you? Then we get to the next set, set of questions, and it's uh, based on James 1, verses 5 to 8. James continues to speak about faith, but now he's moving on to the idea of wisdom and how if we need wisdom, we can pray to God for it. But what does he tell us? He tells us that we have to come to God with faith. We have to believe that God will supply the wisdom that we need. God will supply it. He will answer our request. He'll answer our request as long as we come to him in faith. Um, so the questions here will really talk about what part does faith play in our receiving wisdom? And, and you know, what does that, what does all of this tell us about what it means to have a mature faith? And then uh, the next set of questions is on James chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. And, you know, when you look at the, the, the letter of James, you'll find that a lot of what James teaches us in his letter really ties directly into what Jesus taught. And a lot of things come even straight from Jesus's uh, Sermon on the Mount, for example, things like that but it really reflects Jesus' teaching. So what we're asking you to do here is to compare verses 9 to 11 of chapter 1 to verses 3 and 5 of Matthew chapter 5, where Jesus is teaching, and this is part of the Sermon on the Mount. In particular, it's the Beatitudes. And how does what James write writes in, in these verses, connect to those verses. You'll see that James is really speaking to kind of the same thing. And what so what is James teaching us? Um, he's taking it maybe even a little further. And, and again, it, it's really based on Jesus' teachings. But what is James trying to teach us here? Um, and you'll see, as you read those verses in, in Matthew, it's, you know, in the Beatitude, this blessed are the poor in spirit. So, you know, how does what James is teaching tie into that? Next set of questions is on James chapter 1, verses 12 to 15. And here James talks about the subject of temptation. And the questions are about what's the difference between troubles and temptations? Um, I think troubles are more things that that are outside of us. They're things that we face, things that come against us. They're things like illnesses and, and, and persecution and, and things that are being done to us. Whereas temptations are more internal. They're things that are happen, happening inside of us. Um, so you'll talk about that, and, and what what does James want us to know about temptation? <clears throat> what does the word desires refer to in, in verse 14? 
and our desires, <clears throat> excuse me, necessarily evil? And I think, you know, the answer to that question in my in my mind is is no, they're not necessarily evil because we do have desires that God has put in us. And you know, we have a desire for food because we need food to sustain our lives. But sometimes that desire can become an unhealthy desire. So are all desires evil? No. Um, and do all desires lead to sin? I would say no there as well. But can they lead to sin? Absolutely. Then we go to Matthew, uh, I'm sorry, James chapter 1, verses 16 to 18. And um, as you read those verses, I want you to reflect on what you read in verses 2 to 15, the verses leading up to that. And what do these, what do all of these verses tell us about God and how does what, you know, verses 16 to 18, how do these verses connect with what we've already read about troubles and temptations? Um, and I think you'll, you'll learn some good things about God, about how the gifts that God gives us. Everything that comes from God is good and perfect, and that could even include troubles. And then finally, the last section is listening and doing, and this is based on James chapter 1, verses 19 to 27. Those are the verses that Pastor Chris will be focusing on in the sermon. And so these questions are kind of a follow-up to that, not to the sermon itself, but to the verses. And what do these verses tell us about being a follower of Christ, about the life of a follower of Christ? How can we be doers and not just listeners? And James is telling us that we can't just hear the word. We have to do what it says. We have to be obedient to the word and put it into effect and put it into um, action in our lives. So how can we do that? What are the things that we need to do to be doers and not just listeners? And then finally, verse 27 talks about pure and genuine religion what does that mean to you? What is pure and genuine religion? And what does it mean to God? And the answer to that part of the question is right there in the text, I believe. So those are the, that's the study guide for this week. Um, I hope that, that you find this to be a challenging one. I hope it, it spurs some great conversations in your group. I pray that, that your group time this week will go well. So um, if you have any feedback on this, I'd love to hear it as, as you walk through this with your group. Let me know how it goes, because if I can improve it in any way, I'd like to do that. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for these groups and these group leaders, and I pray that as they meet this week, that you will be with them, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will guide their conversations and their discussions, and I pray that they will take from this study all that you want them to learn, that you will speak to them as a group, as individuals, through your word and through, the, through this first chapter in the letter of James. I pray that you bless these groups and bless these leaders, and I pray that their time together this week will be fruitful. I pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and have a great time in your groups this week.